Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, today I am going to cover a new fruit that comes from the fruit of the spirit, and that fruit is called goodness. So let's go ahead and define it. Goodness means the quality of being morally good or virtuous uprightness, integrity. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Psalm 27 verse 13. And actually there's going to be three different verses that I'm going to read. So the first one is going to be Psalm 27 13, which says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then the second verse I'm going to share is Nahum chapter 1 verse 7, which says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. And then the last verse I want to share is Psalm 145 verse 9, which says, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Now, when you were young, it was then that you probably discovered what good and bad were. The definition of being good depended upon how obedient you were to parents or teachers or really just any adult that you were supposed to show respect towards. Good behavior was a really a display of biblical teachings, whether you were brought up in the church or not. Most people had heard of the concepts of good versus evil. In general, they have an understanding of what things they should do and what things they should never do. A lot of these teachings came from the Ten Commandments, and if anyone didn't follow these commandments, they were considered to be disobedient to God. Now, when Jesus stepped on the scene, the teachings from him were still instilled by God through the Ten Commandments, with one caveat. Each person must seek salvation through the belief and acknowledgement of Jesus Christ in their life. Once this personal repentance of sins and confession takes place, then a new life with Jesus begins. He begins to just teach you through the Holy Spirit living inside of you on how to live a new life of goodness and righteousness with him. As time has passed on, the moral teachings of daily living have become less restricted and enforced. Because just the level of accountability seems to be a thing that just gets diminished year over year, some people no longer feel the need to hold certain people to higher standards in the character department. Also, there is this belief, especially with some of the younger people, that if you don't handle things in an assertive and aggressive manner, then you just won't gain respect or get the type of control that you want in the situation. Now, 
I do believe in the importance of people respecting you, but it seems like people are just so angry nowadays that they are willing to shoot and kill you for things that you think could be worked out in a conversation or even a discussion. Also, if you look at this in a biblical nature, it seems as if the voice of God is not the main voice in today's world. So it does become more challenging to express things in a biblical fashion. If the world says no to biblical teachings and there is not a boldness objecting to this philosophy, then the way of the world will follow the popular vote. As a result, if the acts of goodness to others becomes minimized and self-absorption reigns, then you only do the things that create the personal challenge and satisfaction that's within you. It is at this point that you have to ask the question of how a person creates an energy of goodness. Goodness can be displayed in one of two ways. The first one being to create an energy of goodness by example to oneself. And then the second one is by creating an example of goodness by giving to others. So let's just go ahead and explain the two in detail. And I'm going to start with the one that is the example to oneself. Now, when a person has a sincere desire to be good, there is a feeling inside of you that knows the things that you should or shouldn't do. And you have chosen to live by these teachings. However, there are times when it becomes difficult to do good even though you try hard to do, just like the Apostle Paul explained in this next scripture that I'm about to read. So in Romans chapter 7, verses 15 through 25, and this is going to actually come from the New Living Translation version. And so it says, I don't understand myself at all, for I really want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do the very thing that I hate. I know perfectly well that which I am doing is wrong. And my bad conscience shows that I agree that the law is good. But I can't help myself because it is sin inside me that makes me do evil things. I know I am rotten through and through so far as my old sinful nature is concerned. No matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. I want to, but I can't. When I want to do good, I don't. And when I try not to do wrong, I do it anyway. But if I am doing what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. The sin within me is doing it. It seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. But there is another law at work within me that is at war with my mind. This law wins the fight and makes me a slave to the sins that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. And again, that's Romans 
chapter 7, verses 15 through 25 in the New Living Translation. So as you can see from these scriptures, Paul makes it clear that there is another force that is within, which is sin, that is always trying to get us to do the things of the flesh to please it. And then the Holy Spirit is trying to guide us to do what is right and pleasing to God. The battle within will ultimately cause us to make a choice. And the selfishness within will guide us to choose to do things the way that it will please our flesh. When the Holy Spirit touches your heart to act in a good manner, it's usually when it is difficult to do so naturally. Also, you feel guilty for not doing something good when you know you should have. When someone takes a stand to show goodness, people are watching to see if the person is the real deal. Of course, the minute a person makes a mistake, then the attacks on them begin. People should understand that they should know Jesus Christ and use him as the measuring tool for perfection instead of other people. People are imperfect, while Jesus is the only man who was and is perfect. People who follow Christ or Christians are trying to live the life Jesus Christ lived in a sinful world. Although every day is challenging, Christians continue to seek Christ for his biblical teachings on how to show goodness, dying to the selfish nature within, and how to live a good life. The closer you become to God, the more goodness you will show, sometimes without much effort at all. It becomes a willing and natural feeling to do so. Now, as you look at the example of goodness as you are giving to others, it is truly a selfless approach. You are also not only conscious of the person that you are given to, but you are also concerned about it reproducing. If you display goodness, then hopefully the person whose life was touched with your giving would touch someone else's life and they will give to them also. It is a great thing when the spirit of goodness continues to grow and develop and make impact in a person's life or even a community or even the world itself. It can happen if you have enough willing people to make it happen. Now granted, evil won't just sit on the sidelines to let you keep doing good. It will keep trying to make your life difficult and you will find that you may run into obstacles. When you do, please don't let it discourage you. The enemy will try to fight you tooth and nail to prevent you from showing good to come into fruition. But you have to be able to be girded with the Holy Spirit so that you can be strong enough to just keep pushing through. Now let me also add that there may be a time when you are not strong enough in the spirit of goodness to handle just some people that you need to show goodness to. However, the Holy Spirit can touch your heart to display a good persona. If you choose not to be obedient, the feeling you have afterwards for not doing it convicts you. People who feel guilty will usually make an excuse for not doing something. Now on page 514, I give you a list of excuses and I'm gonna actually share a few of them with you right now. So some of the excuses uh, you may say is that 
I'll just do it next time. And then another one is, they don't do anything for me, so it shouldn't be an issue if I don't come through for them. I get tired of always being there for them, especially because they just don't appreciate it. And then another one, there are other people who can get the job done. I don't know why they always look to me for something. And then the last one I'm, that I'm going to share is, I didn't have time to do it. Of all the excuses you give yourself to bail out of a difficult situation, it doesn't change the tugging feeling you may have inside from the Holy Spirit. Now, you may start to feel restless, you can't sleep or eat, and you just have no peace of mind at all. It's the lack of peace that determines whether the Holy Spirit is involved. If you brush it off like it's nothing, then you may not be open to hearing the Holy Spirit. So you may not be feeling him working in your life. However, when the Holy Spirit is working, then you feel the guilt behind your disobedience. As you start to seek the Holy Spirit in counseling, only then will you have peace about the situation. It's the teaching of the Holy Spirit who allows you to exemplify the spirit of goodness working in your life. Because of this, you are not afraid to show it to others. As you listen to this instinctive feeling, you will develop a sincere ability to give yourself without any expectations. You will want to participate in more charitable events or give more time to help a person in need or even to just be available for whatever the cause may be. As you continue to let the Holy Spirit to grow inside of you, you will see that you will have a greater desire to let the light of goodness shine brighter in your life. You just have to be open and willing to receive the fruit of goodness in your life from the Holy Spirit and allow him to guide you and develop you into a greater child of God for him as you are guided by the Spirit. Now, on tomorrow, I will share with you another important fruit of the Spirit. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.